0: hello welcome to the show nico here and today was one of those days today was exactly exactly one of those days spent a lot of time uh, inside these past few days past two days particularly Um, going in going in on rest going in on some R&R I did a cannabis fast uh, for 15 days uh, and I finished that I ended that by choice but what that meant was um, smoked a joint and watched Two or three podcasts, laughed hard a few times, and we can get into that. I'd love to tell, share some of the, some of my favorite podcasts that that I'm getting in on right now. But that all led up to today being exactly one of those days. Just the kind of day you wake up you go outside Some, you know you go outside 50 60 degrees in the midwest so not that bad a little overcast okay just one of those days you go outside you walk you survey the land um and then you get butt naked and um and take a and then just take a poo outside squat down and uh you do a little outdoor poo today was an outdoor poo day and i encourage you know an a, a safe outdoor poo um whenever it, whenever it strikes and I got some positive feedback from you know from this experience. Uh, that I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to share. But but when you're outside and you got a you know a forest to protect you, you get in a safe spot. You get naked some days outside, and you take that morning poo outside. And a few things on the morning, uh, a morning about a naked morning poo outside um, is you have to take your pants all the way off. Uh, you where the poo lands is like right behind your heels so you squat down just behind the heel so your pants would be there so you actually have to take your pants completely off there could be a technique that i'm not aware of yet but um just based on my uh so the data i collected today pants off you know is the way to go so you take your pants off and uh you know I've been I've been conditioned not to leave a shirt on if my if my pants are fully on you know off so take your shirt off fully naked in the nature and uh, when, when you're not pooing into water a water source like most like most American toilets um, you get the smell you get the you get hit with the smell almost immediately and that's, that's good information. You know, uh, you know, a poo might be a good indicator of your health and, um, you know, the smell is part of that. But yeah, I I hit immediately with it, um, with the smell. Uh, wasn't able to collect much data from it other than, um, I just felt like I was doing the right thing at the right time. And here's why. Get naked. Before naked, overcast. Blanket of gray along the Midwestern sky. As soon as I get naked, the sun parts the clouds and hits me right on the naked body. Thank you. Immediate thank you. Wow. Um, you know, maybe I need to let go a little bit, surrender uh, to the nature, surrender to the universe, and part of that is is a naked outdoor poo to start the morning. And look, my platform for the past five years, and and this is what I built my entire political campaign upon: is you gotta sun your genitals whenever is possible, whenever is safe, you got to get the vitamin D on your, on your, on your, you got to get the vitamin D on your, on your vitamin D, really. That's for the gentlemen. Uh, Your vitamin G for the ginas, for the, for the ladies. Um, It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And if you haven't done it, if the sun, If direct sunlight hasn't touched your genitals or you can't remember when the last time that's happened, you're in dire need. Um, Urgency. I stress urgency. Next sunny day, if you have to, you're living in the city, set up whatever apparatuses with towels and, and and laundry racks and get direct sunlight on your genitals. Now, bonus is to include your taint. So that, you know, lay back, rest your balls on your, on your stomach for the gentleman, um, or just push them to the side. Look, I'm not trying to get into technique here. You don't have to stress technique all the time. Sometimes a thousand repetitions will answer any technical questions you have. So I'm not here to stress technique. Um, but get the sun to the anus, to the taint, scrouch, Um, shaft, urethra, Uh, vas deferens is inside. Um, 15, 20 minutes maybe. Um, You don't want to burn it. Um, I haven't had that issue and I've done, you know, Puerto Rican sun, coast of the equator. I've hit it with that, that Midwestern sun, which you can probably do a couple hours roasting, um you know if this if the clouds will let you get a get a light roast on your genitals, on your on your taint. And this uh this is my platform. This is what I want to build my campaign moving forward. This is this is the uh thesis of my show is if uh, is to sun your genitals. and um trying to describe it to someone who hasn't yet done it look it's 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 an it's an, it, it, it's understanding through experience once the sunlight once the direct sunlight hits you you'll know and you'll probably tune back in um so it's a worth it's a it's a worthy endeavor. So I, I squat outside, I make the commitment, I get the validation, the sun comes out as I strip, settle into a low squat, poop onto the ground. Dig a hole if you want. Right? I got I'm fortunate I got plenty of space. I got some I got some forest. Um forest walls, got a long driveway. Um you know, I felt safe, naked, my dog's naked, she poops outside, I don't know if she's happy, so everyone was doing it, basically, and I joined, and um, it, it, it was just, it was good, so I kept the clothes off, and the sun stayed out. did you wipe that's why i know you're thinking that did you wipe and i want to lie but i wiped and the re and it kind of lent it because i wanted to come inside and grab the guitar and and you know practice a little music naked out in this you know as soon as i went inside straight clouds straight up covered the sun again i get back outside I get back outside it's still cloudy, so I was like, you can't test you can't test the powers you can't test the magic uh this these nature validations uh they they kind of pop up they spring up like hiccups, you know these little messages um, from the wind from from the sun from the from the water um, so it stayed a little bit cloudy, but you know what I sat there. Played a little music in the naked. Um, the sun peeked through, and that you know that's the kind of day that is exactly that kind of day. Yeah, I mean this is the most sober I've been for a podcast. We'll see how it goes. I mean, episode three, trying out sobriety. And, and really i got to thank um uh the flotus if you if you're unfamiliar with the flotus um first lady of the of the united states of america and um and this is from you know this is this is her message Abuse Month. in my time as first lady i have worked to raise awareness in my time as first lady uh so so much respect uh, for the FLOTUS, um you know, taking a platform of uh, yeah, basically the war on drugs. As the first let's let's hear what she has to say. It's it's two minutes so. About the risks and dangers of drug use among our youth through my Be Best initiative. The goal of Be Best. The risk of of drugs. Uh, for the youth, look. Okay. Started smoking. Started smoking weed at thirteen. Don't recommend that. Develop. You know. Go through it. Understand what a brain. You know what your sober brain's about. Sh- yeah, youth. Is it gonna stop? Is this gonna stop? No. no. War on drugs. Do we have to go there? sure the war on drugs doesn't work i question whether the war on anything works at at what is it it seems to create more of the problem right i mean this isn't new information so i'm just going to lightly dust over and i'm also not a sociologist but I, i do have a perspective on that which you resist persists it's along those lines I think that falls true sometimes. It's not a universal truth, so there's going to be fallacies in it. But the resistance of drugs in my personal life seemed to have exacerbated it. Um, Smoking some weed when I was 13. Didn't love it. Uh, Took a break until I was 15 um got caught right my flip phone went off so i get home i get home from a party i had a curfew get home from a party 15 years old 16 we'll say 15 16 years old uh had a bedroom go to my bedroom take off my jeans throw on some shorts uh go back downstairs to eat some cereal a you know, little bit of munchies Bat, Like a dime bag was in my pocket It wasn't even half, half eighth It was in my pocket My phone rings It wakes my dad up He goes to look for my phone Reaches in my jeans Pulls out a bag of weed Storms downstairs Now my dad's a good dad I hit the pretty much the dad lottery in terms of, like, like just not hyper-aggressive, gave me everything he could, truly. Like, gratitude for your parents is, it was easy for me, right? Because I didn't have too, like, it wasn't too, agree, nothing was egregious. Like, we had certain disagreements. Uh, there was he had certain expectations that needed to be i had to let him down on and uh but all in all like i learned pretty early that blame of anyone is regressive to take responsibility as often as possible um just knowing how insidious blame is like no one is no inner relationship is worse than someone who's constantly blaming you and and showing no like internal analysis. Those are people you got to cut out immediately. Like it's not getting better. Narcissism is something I can definitely see in myself. Like I'm putting a camera in front of me and talking, um, But you know, I I kind of hedged that by setting the intention of sharing something that could actually help, of sharing my life while I still got it, pretty much. But the narcissism that is available that I've I've seen now in 31 years in certain people and 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 I just thought that like, oh, by showing them that I can criticize myself, showing them that I can be self aware. It'll rub off, and sometimes it does, but there's also just some people who don't have the capacity to, to to turn the analysis on themselves. It's constantly pew, 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 and they could have trauma, and I'm not trying to get into the them, but if you can't self-analysis a little bit, if you can't bring that into conversation, it's going to be an uphill battle for any relationship. So good parents. And even if you have bad parents, you know, you listen to the people who made it and they and they kind of like say, listen to Roy Jones Jr. on on the Rogan podcast. And uh, he had to, he had a father that he thought was never going to let him be greater than he was. So he had to surpass his father to achieve the greatness that he did. It's Rory Jones Jr. If you don't know, he's one of the best boxers ever. He's like the best heavyweight after Mike Tyson pretty much. But he, he changed weight classes and got a championship in multiple. He's good fucking the man, all right, for a while. And had to kill his father. So every man must kill their father not like Oedipus style, like you don't have to physically kill them, but there is going to be a time where you have to be your own, you have to come of age yourself, be your own man and ultimately, uh, leave your father or the, or the perspective of your father behind um, and it's in more so cases, I didn't have a father who was controlling. I had a father who seemed to want the best for me, who seemed to want me to succeed and learn and even grow beyond him. So I haven't had to have a violent like, uh, like disassociation with my, with my father in high school and early twenties, there was a rejection of any of the rules. And, uh, I, you know, I, I did, i would conform in some ways but i would rebel in some ways too going traveling um like leaving the country for years at a time you know to kind of separate myself from my familial life and ultimately find who i was trying to be find myself so let's hear what the first lady has to say about um about drugs got some snot on my thumb can't open it can't open my phone and it's not working we're not supposed to talk about the war on drugs anymore that's this is my take my my first lady of the united states uh substance use prevention month and the reason is is cuz october is substance abuse uh prevention month did they get that from rogan did they get that from sober october they're like oh sober october is a meme already in society let's let's make it let's make it a month of substance abuse awareness substance abuse awareness like it has substance abuse your campaign has substance abuse in the title, and I'm saying it over and over again. So what's really going on here? Why not? Why not uh, healthy sub- healthy relationship with substances? Awareness month. You know, Gandhi said, "I'll never go to a protest of war. I'll go to a protest for peace," because words can matter, right? Like supporting instead of destroying instead of trying to destroy drugs which is not going to happen life is slightly too difficult for everyone to cope with the traumas that, that come up uh you know everyone has a sovereign right to their own consciousness so the, instead of trying to tear down something that's not working build a system that's actually going to work i i would love to, i'm going to i would love to i'm going to make this episode about healthy relationships with substances and i'm still learning this of course like there's sometimes i'll light up a joint or drink an extra cup of coffee or eat an extra cookie that's just like okay you know you don't gotta do this and what i'm finding in that situation is when i know i'm gonna do it anyway even though i feel like i shouldn't before i you know before i light it or before i eat it i'll just try to give me a second of gratitude or a second of okay so i don't have to blame myself i don't have to impose guilt on top of whatever i'm doing which is like compounding a negative effect i just want to enjoy it for whatever it's worth so before i'll light up i'll just whew, thanks Is something like you know something like that or i'll just try to even focus you know like do it fully if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it fully and kind of give myself um so yeah, so healthy relationships with substances. You don't have to be an addict to understand addiction. This is this is something that weighs on me tremendously. It's like, if you tried just a little bit, you can understand addiction. Try a, like, oh, I'm not an addict. Just try. Any substance that you don't get, that alters how you treat yourself and others, is a dependency, okay? Being a human, we come with dependencies. Being a human, we come with dependencies. We are dependent on water and air and food. We are dependent on these things. You can make... And i don't want to hear the people that fast for 40 years they eat a grain of rice the buddha story food sleep water and air okay deny yourself water for 20 hours and notice how you treat people that is only that's that would be an exercise just to learn to empathize with what it feels like to have an addiction Now there's there's a hierarchy of addiction, right? And the value of that is still undetermined, the hierarchy. But the the substances that I'm working with and I notice my dependency on and I notice my perspective changing if I don't satiate them is caffeine, coffee particularly. Sugar and cannabis, I love these things i love i I do derive a lot of joy and a fair bit of pleasure from these things and but I'm still working on'm bettering that relationship that interaction with them, so that I don't feel necessarily dictated my actions. Because uh, they've certainly been destructive to me in the past. You know, coffee will get me up, jittery. And I'll just notice my, my ability to focus actually decreases with coffee, which is, seems counterintuitive because it's like, oh, it's caffeine, alert, energy. But it can wobble me. Instead of my eyes being able to focus and soften into something, I can get wobbly. From coffee. And the irony about my addictions is coffee kind of gets me going. And by committing to the cup of coffee, it's easier to commit to the cannabis a little bit later because the coffee gets me up and the cannabis gets me a little bit, it's not grounded, um, softened or relaxed or suppresses certain emotions. And then by the end of my cannabis run, I typically crave sugar. So, like, they all kind of go together. And on my 15-day cannabis fast, shit, I was getting crazy emotions coming through. And I don't think they're crazy. I think they're always there. But I I do think I have suppressed a fair bit of them uh, with cannabis, weed consumption, which is fine. I was going through some shit. It really did help with chemo. Like, Cannabis certainly helps mitigate the nausea of chemo therapy. And I was very, very thankful to dive in to like a full relationship with cannabis. Before chemo, I would smoke, but I always had just a little bit of guilt. And by, you know, by going through the chemo, And seeing that cannabis genuinely had a physical remedy for me as medicine, I was able to give myself fully cannabis, which I had never done before. And having loved it, but also felt a little bit of guilt for using it, to throw the guilt away, uh, it felt like super solid to connect with cannabis like that. Um, And to just relax, you know, give myself a break. Um, not everyone needs to give themselves a break, maybe, but like, I was pretty hard on myself. I still like to keep myself motivated and keep creating stuff, um, sharing. And it didn't always serve, you know, serve that. It would make the mornings just a little bit tougher sometimes. Um, I was more likely to just kind of chill. Not that it's the cannabis's fault, but it certainly helped me kind of stay small when maybe I, I, you know. In college, in college, I'd go out to the bars all the time. And searching for love, searching for connection for a woman um, and failing most nights, you know, not having game, not having the confidence to approach someone or to be my, you know, to dance or to be myself or to not wanting to be bothered uh, to get rejected. Um, I'd go home and smoke cannabis. Cannabis was my girlfriend, pretty much. You know, really helped me cope with being kind of alone. Um, so I still love it, but it's just, our relationship is growing and changing. And I encourage people to just look at the, their uh, substances they use as more of a relationship um, that can change, that probably will change if you live long enough. Um, it's kind of tough with medication, I imagine, where, you're told to take it daily and then you know when do you rebel when do you listen to yourself um when is the no right you know and that i do not know but i'd like to share that the chemo that i received um the treatment that i was I, I was given 12 cycles i was i was told that i needed to do 12 cycles of chemotherapy now after four i got a scan and it showed that i was completely clear of cancer uh, that the treatment worked for me and i said to myself 12 is arbitrary i'm a i'm an individual and i'm open to not needing 12 just because it was told that I needed to do 12 cycles. I'm open to it being less. So I ended up doing eight cycles and then talked to my doctor and said I'd like to be done. He asked me why, encouraged me to keep going, but I had been meditating quite a bit on this uh, how much chemo do I need? At what point am I doing more harm than good? The cancer's already gone. Um, So I ended up doing eight cycles and calling, saying, I'm done. I'm ready to move forward. Um, And it was kind of a big moment for me, right? Like making, uh, it was a moment of agency, a moment of sovereignty where I can just make that decision myself and live with the consequences moving forward because the scary part is of getting sick and then getting better is, oh, I can get sick It's possible that i get sick again and that's like my ptsd if you will from from the uh the whole cancer experience is how do i stay healthy uh what did i do to create an environment that fostered illness in myself and is there a way that i can move forward uh and live a long healthy life um and i am doing some things different i'm intentionally practicing gratitude as much as i can these past few weeks i've been not so good with like my journaling and uh praying you know speaking the gratitude besides being naked and getting hit by the sun it's a no-brainer thank you the warmth of the sun is easy way to tap into the gratitude for me um but, you know, other than that, eating, um, taking in enough calories, I think I over-fasted a little bit, which I got really thin, uh, and you know, I need fat to keep my immune system up. I need to prioritize my health over fitness, pretty much. Yeah, so, those, you know, those are two kind of lifestyle changes that I'm making is gratitude and then consuming enough calories and just being okay with being a little bit easier on myself with my relationship with food, my relationship with substances. Um, man, I really want to start unpacking, like, my experience with ayahuasca and how it's, and uh, psychedelic mushrooms and how that's kind of, help me see my relationships with certain substances and, and notice that they could be different because with those in particular, the ayahuasca psilocybin, it's not easy for me to just jump in and start doing. In fact, it can be quite difficult. I'm still scared sometimes to go into the psychedelic world um, I do feel more resilient since going into you know since the cancer treatment, I almost felt like each chemotherapy session was like a ceremony like a psychedelic ceremony and Although I wouldn't be like taken to a different plane of existence, I would certainly go through a mental internal dialogue and then there was a physical you know toughness to those ceremonies as well and as a joke, but in all seriousness anytime I drink, I make the joke, this is an alcohol ceremony. Just to reorientate my my brain to not, you know, see this as a way to escape, but more as like, look, I'm communing with this awesome substance. Alcohol can certainly be awesome. And it can certainly help me connect with people and myself in a unique way. Um, So just Kind of going into it with a, a little bit of reverence, um, even a little bit of internal prayer, and then not going in on it too much. Like I drink maybe once a month, twice a month, and with you know, with my mindset of kind of gratitude and acknowledging the substance and what it can do, the good things. It's kind of orientated me. To develop i'm comfortable with my relationship with alcohol um and i kind of like my relationship with other things to be similar with how i've been able to cultivate a relationship with alcohol which a lot of people struggle with um particularly i think that's a pretty good place to kind of settle this conversation And I also wonder how my recording's doing. It looks like it's going to be a little choppy. I hope it's okay. So happy substance, uh, healthy substance relationship awareness month. Whether that means being sober in October, fine. You know, give yourself all the time you need. You smoke another joint, you smoke another joint. You take another drink, you take another drink. Do it fully. you know. Get there when you need to. You don't have all the time in the world, of course, but, you know, also be a little gentle with yourself. Thanks for tuning into the show. Heck, so much appreciate you. And I I hope this was, you know, pleasant for you. And I hope the the video and the sound quality come through. I'm a little nervous about that. But thank you all. Thank you guys so much. Much love out there. And uh, be well. See you next time.